This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Despite the finger pointing and outcries of dismay from those who are watching the government discard the rule of law at every turn, the question is not whether Donald Trump is the new Adolf Hitler, but whether the American police state is the new Third Reich. For those who can view the present and past political landscape without partisan blinders, the warning signs are unmistakable. The deep state's love affair with totalitarianism began long ago. Indeed, the U.S. government so admired the Nazi regime that following the Second World War, it secretly recruited Hitler's employees, adopted his protocols, embraced his mindset about law and order, implemented his tactics in incremental steps, and began to lay the foundations for the rise of the Fourth Reich. Does that sound far-fetched? Well, listen up. It's all documented. As renowned historian Robert Gillately recounts, after five years of Hitler's dictatorship, the Nazi police had won the FBI's seal of approval. As Delately goes on to recognize, the Nazi police state was initially so admired for its efficiency and order by the world powers of the day that J. Edgar Hoover, then head of the FBI, actually sent one of his right-hand men, Edmund Patrick Coffey, to Berlin in January 1938 at the invitation of Germany's secret police, the Gestapo. The FBI was so impressed with the Nazi regime that, according to the New York Times, in the decades after World War II, the FBI, along with other government agencies, aggressively recruited at least a thousand Nazis, bringing them to this country, including some of Hitler's highest henchmen. All told, thousands of Nazi collaborators, including the head of a Nazi concentration camp, among others, were given secret visas and brought to America by way of Project Paperclip. Subsequently, they were hired on as spies and informants and then camouflaged to ensure that their true identities and ties to Hitler's Holocaust machine would remain unknown. All the while, thousands of Jewish refugees were refused entry visas to the U.S. on the grounds that it could threaten national security. Adding further insult to injury, American taxpayers have been paying to keep these ex-Nazis on the U.S. government's payroll ever since. And in true Gestapo fashion, anyone who dared to blow the whistle on the FBI's illicit Nazi ties has found himself spied upon, intimidated, harassed, and labeled a threat to national security. As if the government's covert, taxpayer-funded employment of Nazis after World War II wasn't bad enough, U.S. government agencies, the FBI, the CIA and the military have fully embraced many of the Nazis' well-honed policing tactics and have used them repeatedly against American citizens. Indeed, with every passing day, the United States government borrows yet another leaf from Nazi Germany's playbook. Secret police, secret courts, secret government agencies, surveillance, censorship, intimidation, harassment, torture, brutality, widespread corruption, entrapment, indoctrination, indefinite detention. Listen, folks, these are not tactics used by constitutional republics, where the rule of law and the rights of the citizenry reign supreme. Rather, they are the hallmarks of authoritarian regimes, where the only law that counts comes in the form of heavy-handed, unilateral dictates from a supreme ruler who uses a secret police to control the populace. 
and then indoctrinates them into an agency mindset that advocates the use of surveillance and technology and information sharing between local, state, federal, and international agencies. Just like the Gestapo, the FBI has vast resources, vast investigatory powers, and vast discretion to determine who is an enemy of the state. Indeed, the FBI employs more than 35,000 individuals and operates more than 56 major offices in major cities across the U.S., as well as 400 resident agencies in smaller towns and more than 50 international offices. In addition to a data campus, which houses more than 96 million sets of fingerprints from across the United States and elsewhere, the FBI also has vast databases on Americans that are being added to and used by local police agencies. Much like the Gestapo spied on mail and phone calls, FBI agents have carte blanche access to the citizenry most personal information. The FBI has access to every piece of mail that passes through the postal system. Moreover, the agency's national security letters allows the FBI to secretly demand that banks, phone companies, and other businesses provide them with customer information and not disclose those demands to the current customer. Much like the Gestapo's sophisticated surveillance programs, the FBI's spying capabilities can delve into Americans' most intimate details and allow police to do so as well. In addition to technology, which is shared with police agencies, that allows them to listen in on phone calls, read emails and text messages, and monitor web activities, the FBI's surveillance boasts an invasive collection of spy tools. Law enforcement agencies are also using social media tracking software to monitor Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram posts. Moreover, secret FBI rules allow agents to spy on journalists without significant judicial oversight. Much like the Gestapo's power to render anyone an enemy of the state, the FBI has the power to label anyone a domestic terrorist. As part of the government's so-called ongoing war on terror, the nation's de facto secret police force has been using the terms anti-government, extremists, and terrorists interchangeably. Moreover, the government continues to add its growing list of characteristics that can be used to identify an individual, especially anyone who disagrees with the government, as a potential domestic terrorist. Much like the Gestapo, Infiltrated communities in order to spy on the German people, the FBI routinely infiltrates political and religious groups as well as businesses. As Cora Courier writes for The Intercept, and I'm quoting here, using loopholes that have kept secret for years, the FBI can, in certain circumstances, bypass its own rules in order to send undercover agents or informants into political and religious organizations as well as schools, clubs, and businesses. In fact, the FBI has even been paying geek squad technicians at Best Buy to spy on customers' computers without a warrant, believe that or not. Just as the Gestapo united and militarized Germany's police forces into a national police force, America's police forces have largely been federalized and turned into a national police force. In addition to government programs that provide the nation's police forces with military equipment and training, the FBI also operates a national academy that trains thousands of police chiefs every year and indoctrinates them into an agency mindset that advocates the use of surveillance technology and information sharing between local, state, federal, and international agencies. 
And just like the Gestapo's secret files on political leaders were used to intimidate and coerce, the FBI's files on anyone suspected of anti-government sentiment have been similarly abused. As countless, as countless documents make clear, the FBI has no qualms about using its extensive powers in order to blackmail politicians, spy on celebrities, and high-ranking government officials, and intimidate and attempt to discredit dissidents of all stripes. When and if its true history is ever written, the FBI will not only track the rise of the American police state, but it will also chart the decline of freedom in America. In much the same way that the government and the empowerment of Germany's secret police tracked the rise of the Nazi regime. How did the Gestapo become the terror of the Third Reich? It did so by creating a sophisticated surveillance and law enforcement system that relied for its success on the cooperation of the military, the police, the intelligence community, neighborhood watchdogs, government workers for the post office and railroads, ordinary civil servants, and a nation of snitches inclined to report rumors, deviant behavior, or even just loose talk. Much like the German people, we the people have become passive, polarized, gullible, easily manipulated, and lacking in critical thinking skills. Distracted by entertainment spectacles, politics, and screen devices, we are as well complicit, silent partners in creating a police state similar to the terror practiced by the former regime. Had the government tried to ram such a state of affairs down our throats suddenly, it might have had a rebellion on its hands. Instead, the American people have been given the boiling frog treatment, immersed in water that slowly is heated up, degree by degree, so that they fail to notice that they're being trapped and cooked and killed. We the people are in hot water now. The Constitution doesn't stand a chance against a federalized, globalized standing army of government henchmen protected by legislative, judicial, and executive branches that are all on the same side, no matter what political views they subscribe to. Suffice it to say, they are not on our side or the side of freedom. From Clinton to Bush, then Obama, now Trump, it's as if we've been caught in a time loop, forced to relive the same thing over and over again. The same assaults on our freedoms, the same disregard for the rule of law, the same subservience to the deep state, the same corrupt, self-serving government that exists only to amass power, enrich its shareholders, and ensure its continued domination. The question, can the Fourth Reich happen here? As I point out in my book, Battlefield America, the War on the American People, it's already happening right under our noses. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.